Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in lovely Greenville, South Carolina. I am your host, like I always am, Stan McCune. I am a realtor here in Greenville, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's why I know about real estate. And uh, you can find all my contact information in the show notes. I would love to be able to help you with your real estate needs, buying, selling, whatever those needs may be. I can help you. Um, I can even connect you with people that uh, potentially might be looking to rent. There's a lot of things that I do because I have my my foot in the door in a lot of aspects of real estate. Um, so feel free to hit me up, look up my contact information. I'm really easy to reach. I try to answer my phone whenever it rings. And if I don't, then I will call you back, I promise. Uh, but you can text me or email me as well. And just a reminder, please give this show a rating or a review. I'm trying to get as many of those as possible. Um, subscribe to it. Uh, if you're not subscribed, you don't want to miss episodes. You might be on my email list, but I would still rather you subscribe to it so that you don't miss it. And uh, and I would appreciate that. I notice when people do that. I notice when people leave their the ratings or the reviews. So thank you very much to those of you that have. Let's keep that going. And uh, feel free to let me know if this show isn't on the podcast platform uh, that you use. Someone asked me recently if it was on Spotify. Yes, it is on Spotify. You just search Selling Greenville and uh, and you'll find it on there. It's on Audio Boom. Um, I believe I'm on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, a lot of different options. We're on there. Today, we are going to talk about the values of a good realtor, the val- the values that a good realtor, I should say, provides. Um, and this might not be the most exciting topic to a lot of you, and this might seem like a little bit of me patting myself uh, on the back. I'm not trying to do that. You guys know that that's not the type of person that I am, or, or I, I try not to uh, pat myself on the back too hard, let me say it that way. Um, but I hear a lot of times people will tell me why they chose a realtor. And oftentimes, it's not for very good reasons. Uh, It might just be, you know, that they like their personality. And granted, personality is is a big factor. um, But it shouldn't be the only factor. Um, It might just be that realtor had a listing uh, on a property that, that they wanted to buy. And so they called that realtor up. And without giving thought towards being represented... They, uh, they just went ahead and went with that realtor. It's kind of like a, a car salesman calling up a car salesman that, uh, that has a car at his shop and uh, saying, hey, I, I want to buy that car, except that in car sales, you don't get represented by parties and there's no fiduciary relationships. Car salesmen only represent themselves. In real estate, you actually have an opportunity to be represented by someone, and you should take advantage of that because it's, for a lot of people, their biggest investment. They need to make sure they've got someone on their side to actually help them out and make sure that they don't make a mistake um, or get into a legal issue or whatever the case may be. Um, and, And so there are a lot of different reasons that people will select a realtor, and and I respect that. And by the way, I just want to say, if, if you've used a realtor before and you had a great experience with them, then stay with them. I'm not, I don't ever ask someone to leave a realtor that they loved uh, and come to me just because um, I want more business. There's a lot of great realtors out there, and I always encourage anyone 
to be loyal. If, if your realtor did, did a good job for you, uh, reward them for that. And I want my clients to do that. And I want the clients of, of the other good realtors out there to do that as well. But we have more realtors, more active realtors in the Greenville market, in the upstate, than we have homes for sale. So that means that there are a lot of fly-by-night realtors out there. The average realtor uh, in their entire career in, in this market sells dramatic, hardly sells any homes. I can't remember what the exact stat is, but I think the average realtor sells in their entire career in this market less than 10 homes, something crazy like that. And that's because they there we have a, a lot of people that will get the realtor license and, and never sell a home or they will just do it part-time for a little bit, and then they'll realize, oh, it actually costs thousands of dollars a year uh, potentially to be a realtor. This doesn't make sense unless I'm closing, uh, have several closings a year. Uh, and so there, there's all all sorts of things that factor into this where we have a lot of people getting the real estate license and then not actually uh, making any money doing it. and uh, Or they might get some clients, but perhaps they, they shouldn't. Maybe they uh, don't have a lot of qualifications for being a realtor. So um, I, I respect anyone that gets a real estate license, but there are some things that a good realtor provides that the, the bad ones don't, just quite frankly. And, and I know because I have to deal with realtors that aren't very good. I, I, I was amazed I, just recently, um, I had a situation where I asked a realtor who hasn't been especially good to work with, in my opinion. Um, I asked this realtor um, who is representing the buyers for a listing that I have. Um, I asked this realtor to um, just send me the name of the appraiser and the amount of square footage that the appraisal listed uh, my listing as having. And, and there's a very specific reason why I need that information because when we get to closing, I have to enter that into the MLS. And that data is actually very valuable down the road. That data is what other appraisers and other realtor, realtors will end up using. It's been multiple episodes now that I've had a hard time with the word realtor. But in any event, that data is actually used by uh, by realtors and more importantly, future appraisers to assess home values because then they they base the value of a home based on the price per square foot. Um, and so the square foot has to be accurate. Um, if the appraiser's name is in there, then uh, an appraise one appraiser might call that appraiser to ask, hey, how you know, why did you come up with this value, et cetera, et cetera. So that information is really valuable. The long story short, <laughs> the reason where I'm going with that is that this realtor just sent me the entire appraisal, which is a, a major ethical uh, violation. Like that realtor could get in, in massive trouble for doing that. Um, you have to get special permission. That that appraisal is considered the property of the buyer. Um, and to just send that to the uh, listing agent is is a big, big deal. And I can assure you, based on the amount of time uh, that that appraisal was sent in, um, from the time I, I requested that information until the time that it came in, that that this realtor did not get permission to do that. So my point is, there are realtors that are doing a good job. There are realtors 
that aren't doing a good job. And here, here's a few ways that you can assess a good realtor and, and the value that they provide, all right? We talked about this a lot. I like to use the term Rolodex. It's just a great word, even though now it's used metaphorically versus literally. We don't have literal Rolodexes um, on our desk where we go through people's phone numbers. But the maybe I should say this, the network, the network that a realtor has, um, that is one of the, the most underrated, but one of the most powerful values uh, that a realtor can provide. His or her network. Who does he or her know? I have clients all the time being like, hey, can you give me a good surveyor? Can you give me, give me a good structural engineer? Can Do you know a good inspector for this? Do you know someone that can do this? Do you know... Uh, do you know a contractor, uh, an electrician, a plumber? Um, I get people all the time that are are constantly needing these types of things. And not only do I know people that I've worked with in the past, but I know some of the people that I would not recommend working with. And I also know people that are more likely to take, for instance, smaller jobs than uh, and, and those that are going to be more interested in bigger jobs. Um, and so this is something... You you can't understate this. A realtor that uh, you know just graduated from college, and there were some that uh, that I went to real estate school that were straight out of college, didn't, had never owned a house themselves. Um, they probably did not have uh, the right network in order to be able to get that stuff done. They were are going to be relying on other people. You know, they're probably going to be the ones going on Facebook and saying, "Hey, do you guys know a structural engineer?" Um, I don't need to do that. I I know people, uh, I know structural engineers, and I can uh, assist with that and help to get that set up if one of those is needed. So their network, their Rolodex. Um, secondly, understanding of current trends. And, and this is a very broad uh, stroke, I, I recognize. Understanding current trends, trends related to what? Exactly. That that's my point. Um, understanding, I guess I should say, particularly when it comes to real estate, but just knowing what's happening, what's happening in the world, what's happening in the economy, what's happening in the mortgage industry, what's happening in the local real estate market, what's happening uh, in politics, local politics, national politics. Those are things that are really important. A realtor that is uh, disconnected from the current trends. Uh, might be just stuck in their own little bubble. And the more aware that they are of all of those different things, uh, the more helpful they can be for helping you to strategize, for helping you to to know uh, what you're doing. Because most people, when they buy a house, it's a big part of their five-year plan, their 10-year plan, whatever the case may be. Even if they don't in, you know, have an actual five or 10-year plan spelled out, in their mind, they're thinking, we're going to live in this home for this many years, or we're going to have this as a rental property for this many years. There are those plans that people have in their mind, and you you need to have a realtor that understands what is happening right now and where things are going in the next five or 10 years in order to best serve you as you're trying to prepare for the next five or 10 years. Number three um, and we've talked about this before, but the ability to accurately project. Real estate, a lot of real estate involves projecting, particularly when you're investing. We talked about this before, 
But when you're buying an investment property, there is going to be something wrong, almost certainly, if it's, if it's a an investment property um, that is where you're getting equity in it or a, an investment property, you know, like a, a quadruplex or something like that that's on the market and that is actually a, a good deal, there's something wrong with it. Because good investment properties in a seller's market do not come on the market unless there is something wrong with it. Either it needs work or the tenants are are being a drag or uh, you know, it's it's having uh, issues with flooding or, or whatever the case may be. It's going to need work. And so a good realtor can project, can project a lot of different things, can project what uh, what some of the rehab costs will be, can project what the after repair value, what some people call the ARV, what that will be, can project what should market rents be. A, a lot of the best investment properties uh, that come on the market oftentimes are are just properties that are rented for less than what they should. The landlord doesn't realize that, and the landlord is like, he gets to a point, or she gets to a point where they're like, uh, we're, we're just done with this. We just want to sell and just get our money out of it. Um, they don't realize that they're they're renting it out for 400 a month per door, and they should be getting 700 a month per door. Um, me as a realtor, that's one of the main things that I take pride in is that I can accurately project uh, project those things, and I can figure out, okay, here's what the situation is now, here's what it would take to improve it, and here's what the result is going to be once it has been improved. So that's, that's a really important part of what a realtor is able to do. Um, fourthly, all right, we're going down the list here. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to go through this quickly because I know that uh, you guys all have your own opinions of realtors. I'm not trying to drag it out. Knowledge of the major companies, real, and by companies, I mean real estate companies, real estate firms, real estate investors, real estate wholesalers, and just the other big players in the market. That's that's a big part of it. And when someone comes to me and they ask me a question, uh, I, I get questions from time to time about like large multifamily type of deals, which are more in commercial space. Or sometimes people will, will ask me about uh, other forms of commercial real estate. And I'll just be honest. Hey, listen, I'm not a commercial realtor. That's not the world that I live in. I do know some things about that. There are some similarities uh, and some overlap between the small multifamily and, and mid-sized multifamily deals that I do and some of the large multifamily like apartment complexes. I've been on the HOA board and, and I currently am for apartment complexes. So I'm, I, I am knowledgeable, but there are limitations to that in, when it comes to the commercial real estate world. I'm just going to be upfront about that. Um, but when it comes to residential, I try to be as knowledgeable as possible. I'm trying to network all the time with lenders, with real estate investors, with real estate wholesalers, uh, with inspectors, and 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 just all of the people that are involved in this industry. I try to become knowledgeable about them so that somewhere down the road, I can use that knowledge. Maybe I... Uh, know that a certain appraiser is known for giving low appraisals and doesn't really do his or her homework. And so uh, when I see that that they are scheduled to be the the appraiser, I push back and I go to the uh, to the lender and say, "Hey, 
we don't want this appraiser. You can you can do that. Uh, it might it can be sometimes a headache, but you you can do that. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, the firms in the area, the real estate firms, the brokerages, um, there are some brokerages that when their name comes across, for instance, when I'm listing a home, I see their name and I just kind of kind of cringe. And of, of course, I'm very careful with what I do or what I say. Um, I, I'm not going to discriminate from any offer or from any realtor or tell or withhold an offer from my clients or anything like that. But I might have some some information on the side of like, okay, here is the offer. Now I did have a bad experience with this realtor one time, but that may have just been an anomaly. But here's the offer. And then let my clients, if they have specific questions, they can ask me those questions. Well, tell me more about this experience. Um, for my for my uh, buyer clients as well, uh, same thing. There are some realtors that just get it. That are that if if I see their listing, I know okay, this realtor, this is going to be a almost certainly a smooth transaction. Um, I'm I'm going to highly recommend this realtor to my clients. And then others that might be like, mm, I'm, I'm not going to say anything good or bad about this realtor. If my clients ask me, I'll be honest with them. But it, it's, you know, my last experience with them wasn't necessarily good. So I'm going to to maybe add some extra language to the offer that we put in there because that realtor didn't seem to understand some aspect of the last transaction that I did with them. So I'm going to clarify some things. I'm going to give them a call and ask them a few extra questions Things like that. That is part of what goes into this job is knowing all these different players in the market and using that knowledge to uh, to benefit uh, my clients, in my case, or, or for another realtor, their clients. Fifthly, um, having a team to support and assist is the fifth uh, value that a good realtor t- provides. Um, now, I don't necessarily mean a realtor that has their... A team named after them. Um, I am on a team, but it's not my team. There's a variety of reasons for that. Um, I work uh, currently, I'm with the Morgan Group, which is a team uh, with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, C. Dan Joyner Realtors. Um, being on a team gives me access to a lot of different things. We have a team assistant. She does a lot of the the paperwork and house drawings and, and different things for me to free me up so that I don't have to be the one that is constantly uh, busy with all sorts of things that don't really help my clients. She handles a lot of stuff like that for me. Other realtors on my team, they can show houses when I'm not available. So I've got clients that need to look at a house. Well, another realtor on my team, uh, they we have an agreement already set up they can go show them houses, um, and we help each other out in that way. Um, additionally, if something come, uh, if a question comes up that I've not dealt with, I have people that I can go to that I, where I don't just have to be posting a, a question on Facebook and getting, you know, what who knows what type of responses from different people out there. I can actually go to to people who have been in the market for 20, 30, 40 years with a question of something that that uh, I haven't run into before or that I just want to make sure that I'm accurate on uh, and get that help. 
Um, and of course, being on a bigger brokerage, I've got a broker who is extremely experienced, um, who uh, can really assist in a lot of ways. Again, this is me talking as of uh, first quarter of 2020. If you're listening, or sorry, first quarter of 2021. Oh no, I did that. Um, this is in the first quarter of 2021. If you're listening to this years later, I can't promise that I'm with this, the same broker. Um, but I will always make sure that I have a team to support and assist to make sure that I, even though I am kind of the spoke of the wheel, that's how I see myself as a realtor, uh, the one through home, through whom a real estate transaction goes through, and I take that seriously, I also have people to support me so that if for some reason I am not able to 100% complete a task, for instance, um, the other uh, a couple of years ago for my 10th anniversary, I went to uh, with my wife to Punta Cana for 10 days. Uh, well, guess what? I didn't leave my clients high and dry. That was one of my best months I've ever had in real estate. And that was because I had people on my team that could step in and do the things that I couldn't do and uh, in person. And then the things that could be done remotely, I just got up a little bit earlier, you know, while my wife was still in bed and and just knock those things out. No big deal. I like I like what I do. I don't mind working while I'm in Punta Cana. It's just a little bit better view. So having a team, um, people that, that can step in, but also that don't interfere. There, there are some teams that will actually interfere. I, I had a, um, a friend of mine that uh, was a realtor that was telling me uh, the team that he was on during the time that he attempted to be a realtor, um, they just were keeping him busy. And he wasn't able to, to be going out there trying to get business and, and doing his job because he was just constantly in meetings, constantly being uh, being given assignments and being told, do this and do that. And, and the team actually interfered. So I'm on a team, and this is really important to me, uh, I'm on a team that, that doesn't do that. They don't interfere. Um, they allow me to run my business the way I want to, but then I have team resources, people that can assist and, and help me be able to, to get my transactions to the finish line and to support my clients when they need it. Um, and so that's a, that's a big part of it. Um, and, and number six, and this is my last one, um, a, a good realtor provides an organizational system. And at the end of the day, you are probably going to lose uh, your closing documents or documents that uh, were important. You might not even realize at the time that you're buying or selling a home what documents are important. Having a realtor that's organized and that can hold on to that stuff for you for a really long time for years uh, later is extremely valuable. I can't tell you how many times I've had clients come to me and be like, hey, Stan, um, do you have that elevation certificate from however many years ago? Why, yes, as a matter of fact, I do. And here it is in your folder. I can pull that out and email that to you in 10 seconds. Um, That's something that, um, again, you don't realize until you need it how important that is. And uh, the good realtors, they're all very organized. They have a CRM. They uh, use you know, DocuSign transaction rooms or whatever the case may be to keep all their contracts for years and years. There's all sorts of things that they 
do for organization. Um, and, and I think that that is, is a really important part of it as well, just to make sure that communication doesn't get dropped along the way. It's very easy. You know, as a realtor, I'm getting calls, texts, emails dozens of times a day. How do I ensure that I can keep up with all that? Well, I have a very rigid organizational system that, uh, for the most part, I don't want to jinx myself, but for the most part, it keeps me from uh, from failing to follow up with someone or from failing to do something that needs to be done uh, because I have systems in place to uh, to remind me and to make sure that I reach back out to this person or that person or whatever the case may be. Um, and it's, it's easy to to uh, ignore that to be to not. Uh, realize how important it is for a realtor to be organized. But let me tell you, when you're busy, if you don't have those organizational systems in place and you're in this business, you're going to get overwhelmed very, very quickly. And, and I hear stories of realtors all the time like, oh man, I forgot to I forgot to schedule that inspection or I forgot to do this. Someone, um, uh, someone told me recently that I'm one of the few people that like schedules uh, a certain type of inspection like several weeks before it's really necessary. And I was like, they were, they were just telling me that, that people tip the realtors they deal with typically do it at the very last second and then are like stressing them out saying, Hey, I need you to get out there today. Um, and that stresses me out just thinking about that. Um, and part of why I don't do that, uh, is because, I'm already. I'm. I'm not waiting until the last second. I already have uh, in my CRM a, a system to to tell me when to to do things in case I somehow forget it. Um, and so when we're when we're there at the last second, I'm not having to all of a sudden scramble to get it done. Again, I'm not trying to to just pat myself on the back too hard here, uh, but these are examples from from my own career, from my own experience that I can share with you guys to um be well quite frankly because i don't have a whole lot of other experience to share right i can't share a ton of experience from other people i don't want to share a bunch of negative examples from other realtors i've i feel like i've done enough of that that's not really uh my purpose of this of this episode Uh, but hopefully now you understand uh, that a, a good realtor does a whole lot more a lot of people think that realtors just show houses and then go to closings and collect their check um but uh, really, that's not the way it is for good realtors. That there, there are some realtors that that do that. Um, I I hope, and I I strive to not be one of them. Um, if you have any questions about any of that, please let me know. My contact information is in the show notes. As always, leave us a rating, review, uh, subscribe to the show, all those good things. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Stay safe. Let's buy and sell some houses together.